butterfish. Yeah, the butterfish Taco does. Bell, bro. I don't know what their cooks do. Uh, Del Taco. Yeah, she recently had a yeah. Del Taco. I had Del Taco for the first time in my life last week. First time ever? Ever. She had the chicken jizz. And wasn't it what awesome? What is the chicken jizz? The white sauce. <laughs> there was no white sauce in this. Oh. oh. Would you get a burrito made bowl? That's what's in it. No? What'd no, you get? I got the spicy chicken bur- burrito. You didn't get it made bold? No. Okay. I don't, I don't know. What's I, don't know ma- like. I don't even know what made it is. Made bold I'm, means add french fries and the chicken jizz. Okay, Expense. no, I didn't know that I had to get chicken, chicken jizz. sperm on my burrito. <laughs> Look, once you try it, there's nothing else like it. It I'll is quite you. good. Mm-hmm. It's the shit, I'm telling you. Anyway, you ate it, and And you had the shits? Yeah. <laughs> like, quick, or was it like, you know, an hour went by, and then all of a sudden you were like, I have T minus 10 seconds to find a toilet. <laughs> Um, I think I ate it at 2.30 and at like 6.30 I was in the restroom. Oh, that's totally reasonable. Yeah. What the f- Dude, no. whenever I eat, they, they don't put it on the menu anymore. And I'm wondering if this is why. The tri-tip at uh, Habit. I used to get it on the Caesar salad all the time. Hmm. Within the hour, I would be shitting. And you could tell it was like the non-nutritional shits because it just, <laughs> it all felt still very there, you know? <laughs> Like my my body had not actually done anything with it. It just like blended it up and shot it out. It's like you know shaking, taking a blender and then just taking the top off. You know, I am going to throw up. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. She says this, but every time we've ordered the habit to be delivered here, but prior to recording our hour long episode, yeah. you've asked for the tri tip. Yeah, and I would do it again if they put it back on the menu because it was really good. Yeah, but we'd have to stop the podcast mid podcast for you to have explosive diarrhea. You just talk and I'll go blast ass. I'll come back before you're done with (laughs) your sentence. Wait, has this happened? (laughs) No, it's not happened yet. Yeah, yeah. Anybody's blasting ass here is going to be subpoenaed. I did. I farted once and I was staring at Dan's (laughs) eyes. Was it on camera or on mic? No, it that? wasn't on mic. Oh, Her God. farts are awful. They're weird, right? Like, what is in there? <laughs> Ever since I've known her. But like, <laughs> one time she farted in front of my dad and she looks at him. She said, oops. <laughs> that's funny. But like, what else do you say? Because that's exactly you know? what I said what? when I <laughs> farted while staring at Dan. <laughs> it's like she can't control it. It just like, Sabita, I, I, that's the only thing that I'm really worried about. It's not even the smell, dude. It's like the lack of control. What's up, chick sticks and everything in between? I'm Lindsay. And I'm Sapita. And you're listening to Two Salty Broads. So get ready for our salty, sweet, fatty, and acidic surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it because I think those are the four. There's more. Salt, maybe. Salty, sweet, sweet acidic, so and fatty. Salt, fat, acid, heat. There Dang it is. Oh, shit. Damn it. Is, her name I is Samira, right? The chef? Who wrote the cookbook? Uh, oh, my gosh. Salt, fat, acid, heat. I have the book, too. It's but not Samira. No, it's not Samira? Mm-mm. Let me Google it. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay, well, while you're Googling that, yeah. who is the chef that's in the room with us? Because Samira is not. No, Samira is not, but we have a fantastic chef mm-hmm. that's here. Um, all the way from Orange County, California, we have Nilu. Woo! Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. Um, you are about to school uh, us two salty chefs into two well-rounded salty chefs. Uh, Samin. Her name is Samin. 
Oh, okay. So, so it's no close. Strat. Yeah, no yeah, strat. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to school Sepita here for the last uh, 25 years. Yeah. It hasn't worked out so well. It hasn't. Oh. Hey, no, no, no. I Hey, in my defense, She's I think improved. you've actually. Yeah. You've helped me out. Mm-hmm. I have panic called her on occasion because for some reason I can't get the chocolate to melt normally. I just keep burning it. And I, I think I once called you crying because I'm like, this is the second batch. I'm almost out of chocolate chips and it's burning. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> I know which recipe this was. This was that Ina thing, the pavlova with the chocolate. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. Yeah. I made, uh, what is that thing that you make with uh, egg whites? Uh, meringue. Yeah, I made two fucking cakey meringues. How do you make cakey meringue? Well, like they're like cake size. So I just said, cake oh, cake. Okay. yeah. Like, but big ass meringues. Do you know how hard that shit is when you don't no. have a, a mixer? Like, no. it was fucking hard. Did and you I made it with your hands? Um, Did you have a hand mixer? I had a hand mixer, oh, but okay. not like a stand mixer. Mm-hmm. But even with a, a hand mixer, like, you gotta do that shit for a while on high uh, speed, too. I made that and it was perfect. And all I needed, all I fucking needed was just some. Melted chocolate to drizzle on it or something. Yeah, and you couldn't melt chocolate. I couldn't huh? fucking Her, like chocolate. mixture separated. It was like a pecan thing you had yeah. made. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a disaster. Did you ever figure it out? Yeah, she she walked me through a, a fix, but <laughs> <laughs> when, when we tell you that Nilu is a pro, Nilu is a pro. You even have your own catering company, right? I do. I do. What do you specialize in? Warm meat and cheese platters. AKA adult lunchables. Hell Dude. yeah. I've seen pictures of some of your setups. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know how to assemble a damn adult mm-hmm. lunchable. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. I would go to town on one of those things for sure. She's also a great baker too. Like she's made some, she made a Ferrero Rocher cake for my 25th birthday. Do you remember Ooh. that shit? Yes. Fuck yeah. It was good. And it had like chocolate covered strawberries on top. Oh man. And like 500 Ferrero Rocher's all over yeah. that damn thing. You were there, weren't you? I don't know. Oh. I feel like I would remember a cake like that because I my nips are hard just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm fairly positive I would remember that shit. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I'm going to say no. Um, so obviously you're qualified. Now, before we get into the hows and the whys and the, and the cooking things, you've said something at least twice now. And if we don't get this out of the way immediately, <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's gonna burn in my brain. The and muffin tins. Yes, please explain. Uh, so why? What's the muffin thing? So years ago, years like ten years ago, ago fifteen years ago, Sippy that calls ago. me and says, "Nilu, do you have a muffin tin? I want to make popovers. No, uh, I wanted uh, to make um, Yorkshire it? pudding Yo- for Yorkshire Thanksgiving." Pudding. Mm-hmm. She asked if she could borrow my muffin tin. Mm-hmm. I'd never made it before. I said, "Sure." I took one over to her. That muffin tin came back three shades darker with 14 stains all over the pan. What'd you do? I burned the Yorkshire pudding and then I couldn't get it off. So I tried the best I could and I apologized and I said, hey, I'm going to replace it. And she said, no, this happens all the time. Don't even worry about it. It's okay. And now, 20 years later... I'm still hearing about these fucking muffin tins. See, that's why she didn't want you to replace it. Because if you had, she would have had to let it go. So never going to let it go. She's never going to let it go. Yeah, now take she that gets to... Take that tin with me to my grave. 
<laughs> you put it in her grave and yeah. be like, now you can have this back as a reminder of what you did to my fucking muffin tin. Do you want my muffin tin? No. It's, it's also kind of stained. No, thank you. <laughs> Do you have any pans that are not stained? Yes. Yes. Do you ever use it? Yes. They're the really expensive ones from Williams Sonoma that don't get, like, that. they're really hard to stain. Mm-hmm. So... I also want to, I think it, since we're talking about cooking, it should be noted that you do have a frying pan hanging from your ceiling <laughs> I do. as a decorative piece. <laughs> it's not my choice. It's not, it's, it's, it's I'm more of a hostage to it. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of years ago, um, one of our old roommates, um, we think she, she used a knife or something on the skillet and she scratched it. Now, if you scratch a nonstick pan, um, you can't use it anymore. You have to toss it. So I guess I let it sit on the counter for like one day too long. And the salty researcher told me, if you don't throw that away, I'm going to use it and I'm going to make art with it. And I thought he was fucking joking. You should know by now that he's never joking. He's never joking. No. Yeah. So it's now become our holiday pan. Um, around... So he's got three holiday little templates made for it. Um, St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, and Christmas. So it currently has a St. Patrick's Day four-leaf four leaf clover on it, and it's hanging from the ceiling. So why not do, like, you know, why not branch out? Like, where's the, you know, Easter egg, or where's the, like... Apparently they're coming, eventually. Okay, so was all the art thus far made by Salty Research? Oh, yeah. If it was up to me, I would have tossed that thing years ago. Oh, Probably okay. not in the time that, you know, I didn't toss it, but I'll toss it away now. I'll, I'll throw it away. Nope. It's a it's a fixture. We've now talked about it on the podcast. The world knows about it. It can never go away. Jesus Christ. Yep. That was a trap. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why we're here to talk about your very odd decorative choices. We're here to talk about non-appetite, the mistakes that we've all fucking made. Well, maybe not Neelu, because she's pretty damn near perfect when it comes to cooking. I've made mistakes many times. Are you willing to admit to any of them? Uh, yes. Just a couple. Just a couple? Okay. Okay, so <laughs> do we want to start off with a mistake? Yeah, let's start. Should, should we just go around? Each person names a mistake? Yeah. Do you want to start, Neelu, as our guest? Um, sure. Can I take you... Can I talk about, like, a certain time when I did something? That, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think this was probably... 10 years ago, I had a barbecue at my house and I had made chicken fajitas and I, as an amateur then, sliced up all the chicken in thin strips prior to grilling it. And six to seven Smirnoff ices later when it came time <laughs> to cook, I dumped the entire oh. pan of chicken strips onto the grill. Probably like four or five pounds of chicken. And... There go flames in the air. Smoke is everywhere. The chicken pieces are falling in between the grates. It was um, it was a scene, and I never did that ever again. So what happened? Did you guys eat the extra crispy black uh, chicken? Or? Um, no, we, we, said our, we parted ways with those pieces. But we ended up eating most of it. It was fine. Mm. But, yeah. So, so what's, your, uh, what's your fix to that? Okay, so now I no longer cut the chicken in pieces before. I grill it in whole, and then I slice it after. It actually stays more tender like that anyway, but... Hmm. So, I guess a word to the wise. Keep your chicken breasts 
Whole and then uh, depends depends what you're doing. You can't okay. use it for all occasions. If you're making stir fry, I wouldn't do that. Okay, but if you're grilling, like don't grill something that can fall in between the grates. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I know now. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> I know now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, do you want to go next or should I go next? Why don't you go next? Yeah, I feel like whatever you say, maybe I'm just gonna hope it's worse. <laughs> So I have I have an extensive list as we yeah as we will dive into but um, I make pretty good mush. What does that mean? So this is it, it's with two two separate things. One thing that took me an embarrassing long time to learn is if I wanted to make anything that's rice based. So I'm talking fried rice or like gumbo or sorry not gumbo uh, jambalaya. You want to use cold rice. You don't want to use fresh, freshly cooked rice. You, you Why? either. So, if it's, and then probably Nilu can can speak a little bit more to this. But if it's hot, and then you just decide, okay, I'm going to take this fresh rice and add oil to it, add butter, add whatever I want. It's going to continue to cook, and it's going to become mush. Mm. So the taste is there, but the texture is that of like gruel that you'd get from like a gulag so i've done that with um i've done that with fried rice and then i did it again um one time i so there's a food truck or at least there was a food truck out here called the rage and cajun and they did fantastic gumbo and fantastic jambalaya and and they would put them together occasionally if you wanted like a a combination and they would call it gumbalaya so i went to make my husband gumbalaya And it was like legit mush. He said it was the best mush he'd ever tasted. But like, (laughs) you know. He was just being sweet. Yeah, yeah. The the gulag food is still, you know, not ideal. Okay. So mine is, I guess, in the same vein. I didn't cook uh, something like that. It was Mm -hmm. a dessert. But I've learned that I have zero clue how to successfully work with gelatin. (laughs) <laughs> it's a mystery to me. Are you talking like 1950s gelatin, like, like un- vegetables or like? No, like unflavored gelatin to like make mousse. I had oh. this thing in my head. I was like, I'm going to fucking make Neapolitan mousse. It's going to be like the best thing ever. Well, um, you have to like heat up gelatin to a certain temperature and it's very temperamental. This shit came out so horrifically stringy and like. <laughs> I mean, it tasted like the different puddings and shit, but like it was like biting into stringy sand. It was. Oh, God. And I gave it to my family because I thought maybe they won't know. (laughs) 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 And watching them be polite little dummies trying to like fight their way through this shit. I got. I let them get about four or five bites in, and I was like, "I can't take this anymore. It's okay, you guys. I know it sucks. You guys don't have to eat it." And they were like, "Oh, thank God, because it really is bad." And <laughs> so I've never mastered the Neapolitan gelatin. I always said that I would. So there's been there's a few desserts specifically. I have bad luck with desserts that have bested mm-hmm. me in my life, and that is one of them. Gelatin is finicky. There's you have to bloom it in water, and like then what you, is a bloom? Yeah, what, what, so you mean? have okay. So let's you have the packet of gelatin, the unflavored, yeah. the Knox brand standard yeah. gelatin that the all stores carry. You put whatever amount of water. Generally, it's like a couple tablespoons of water, and you have to sprinkle the gelatin on top of the water. 
not dump the packet. You have to gently sprinkle it so it covers all the surface area of the water. And does the water have to be hot or cold? Or um, Generally, it's room temperature. Okay. And you let it sit there, not hot, because I'll get there. Okay. And you just let it bloom. And meanwhile, you're probably heating some sort of liquid up, either cream or milk or probably for a mousse, something like that. Yeah. Once that's warm and your gelatin is bloomed, what it's going to do, it's going to absorb all the water and it's going to become really thick. You put that into the warm liquid and you whisk it and it dissolves in there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also make gelatin sheets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You cannot just dump the gelatin into liquid. There's a process. Oh. It's kind of like yeast, how you have to like put the yeast over the warm water and let it like bubble. Bubble. Now, is it possible it? to like have dead yeast? Because yes. I feel like yeah. I tried to make a pretzel one time and like if it doesn't act if it doesn't bubble, um, bubble that means it's not it died. It's dead. And uh, the best place to store yeast is in your freezer. Really? Fridge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're like yeah. six minutes into this and I've already learned so much. Yeah, yeah. I might even try Neapolitan gelatin. You again, should. Or you mousse, should. even though it scorned me. <laughs> You've healed me, Nilu. You've healed I'm, me. I'm here. <laughs> I'm the healer. Okay, we've leveled the playing field. You've admitted your humanity. Yeah. Sapita's made us aware of her shame, which we probably already knew was there. It, it Double shame worse. with the muffin yeah. tins. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, as a as a pro in the industry, what do you feel like is one of the most common mistakes that people, or like misconceptions that people have about cooking or like things that they're like, oh, this is a tip and trick. And you're like, the fuck it is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I, well, I have a very long list in front of me right now. Did you really? <laughs> oh, very notes on like, long list. I'm about to correct some shit. Please <laughs> correct us. You're allowed to do as many as you want. Okay. <laughs> the first thing is not reading a recipe all the way through. People will go find a recipe <laughs> online and they're going to be like, oh, I want to make this fried rice, let's say. Mm-hmm. They will just start doing everything without reading the recipe through. So when it says refrigerate for four to seven hours? Exactly. And you have like diced up carrots and onions and things sitting here and you have mm-hmm. hot oil and then you don't even have your rice cooked. That is one huge thing. You need to read the full recipe all the way through. Yeah, because but some things, come on. Who does that? I know, but it's just like <laughs> how no ever. one wants to read the how to yeah. put your bookshelf together from Ikea. It's the same thing. It is. <laughs> I, thing. I'm guilty of it, and yeah. I need to stop doing it. Because, like, you know, especially with, like, pastries and shit. Like, yeah. I tried to make beignets one time, and then you got to freeze that or, like, chill the dough. I didn't yeah. know that. I'm like, okay, well, I have to have this done in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I tried to just bake them anyway. You mm-hmm. need a recipe. No, you need to read work. it. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, I? It was like Christmas Eve. I like to bake cookies, and I didn't read the fucking recipes oh, yeah. from that book that you got me. So these motherfuckers get to our, my house at like eight. I haven't even started, and I'm baking the cookies, and it says freeze or refrigerate for like two hours or something, or like third. Uh, I was. You guys left, didn't you? I never got a cookie, I don't think. Or if I did, no, I did. I no, did eventually. Did. It was late. It was very late. And they it were was subpar. A, it was the to-go gift, wasn't it? It was like a, here's cookie, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the cookies were ready at like like midnight or like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. You got to read the recipe. Dude, Santa flew right over your house. He He's really like, I got did. no time for this. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait here for you to finish these cookies. <laughs> I should have started earlier. I should have read the recipe. Mm. So another one is using the wrong size tool, something that's too small or too big. We actually had this issue earlier here at Sebita's house when oh I was my making God. rice. Okay, you're making rice. I was making rice, and I said, can you give me a strainer mm-hmm. or a colander, but not with very large holes, because I'm try- I par-cooked the rice, and I was draining it. 
I she has one with very big holes, and I was like, well, this is not gonna work. So she gives me this small. That's all I fucking one, had. And I have this huge pot of rice, and I'm trying to dump it in there, mm. and there's rice spilling everywhere, and it just you need the right size tool. It will make the job so much easier. Yeah. Uh, there was also she had we were ready to to serve the rice, and I asked her before, hey, does this plate work? And she said, yeah. And I was it like, did not. Well, then she complained that the plate was too small, and I said, if you had told me that it, you needed something bigger, I would have gotten something bigger. But you, you like how she just turned around, blamed on she me. She did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She like she got in that bus and she went. Vroom, vroom. Uh-huh. She didn't even throw you under. It. She turned that bus exactly. on and she ran you over with it herself. <laughs> but having the right size mixing bowl. Yeah. yeah, is important. Yeah. I've fucked that up before. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is fine. And you put all the ingredients and it's at the top. And you're like, I can't hey, mix it. Yeah, I can mix this. I can do this. <laughs> so where do you recommend people get like obscene size mixing bowls? for yeah. like? Well, I don't think every household mixing. needs obscene size mixing bowls. But like a good, cheap, large mixing bowl. Yeah. Do, do we need to go to like Williams-Sonoma and spend no, the money? No, I don't or? think that's necessary. I think certain things are worth spending the money on. For example, like a very good knife. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. the best tool to have. But when it comes to a mixing bowl, you can get those Target. You can get those at, I don't know, um, Spartan Final has mixing bowls. Oh. Like the stainless ones yeah. they use in restaurants. It doesn't have to be fancy, but just mixing bowls, they have those. But it's very important to have the right size tools. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. All right. What, what else you got for us? Not prepping your ingredients beforehand. Blah, There's this blah. term that we use called mise en place, which means everything in its place. Mise en place. Mise en mise place. En Is en it place. French? French, yes. So imagine you're trying to make a um, your stir fry, right? You were making stir fry rice. If your rice wasn't cold and you didn't have all the veggies chopped, that process goes pretty fast, fast once you start cooking, mm. right? Mm. So... You're chopping carrots and you already have to dump them in. You're going to, you have to have everything ready and out. Or like in, this goes back to reading the recipe. Mm-hmm. You know, You're same right. thing. <laughs> same thing. I think that's super important. That's something we learned when we were in school. Like you have to have all your ingredients ready mm-hmm. in front of you. That's actually something I think I learned from you quite recently. Because I was always the person that would start a recipe and I'm chopping and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta put in the garlic. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you burn things and I think yeah. so far everything you've said, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so I really need you to say one I haven't done. <laughs> um <laughs> Let me see. Oh, let whatever me the see, next let one let is. See. Let's just see, you know. <laughs> don't <laughs> Okay. This is reading a recipe too literally. That's like one huge thing that I think. So Behind the box of pasta, it says 11 minutes. Mm -hmm. It is not always going to take 11 minutes. It is sometimes going to take less. It is sometimes going to take more. This goes with kind of like you got to taste it, see where you Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, or if it says one teaspoon of parsley, please don't measure a freaking teaspoon of fucking parsley. (laughs) Put some more in there. Nothing's going to happen. Eyeball it. Mm-hmm. That's I don't understand the whole like it has to be one teaspoon of this and one teaspoon of that. It's not going to kill you if you put a little extra parsley or cilantro in your food. Does that so, same rule apply to baking? No, no. Baking is very exact, right? Mm. So this is more for savory cooking. Okay. But when you're baking, things are science and it's more of measurement. So a teaspoon of baking powder has to be a teaspoon of baking powder. I personally use a scale when I bake. I've oh. heard that that's the best thing to use, yes. right? Because 
Think about how I pack one cup of flour and how you pack one cup of flour. Right. You could be packing it in there or you can just like gently put mm-hmm. it on. The weight's so different because that's going to be the same no matter what, mm-hmm. no matter how you put it on the 250 scale. 250 grams is 250 grams. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. One thing I do say is that you never measure out garlic based off of the recipe. You measure it based off your heart. <laughs> <laughs> That was some wise words. Yeah, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because for me, I would probably double what's in the recipe, mm-hmm. whereas for Nilu, she would probably erase it from the recipe. I don't like garlic. Yeah. I admit it. Don't hate me, people, please. A oh. chef that doesn't like garlic. I will cook with it if I have to, but mm-hmm. I don't like it. Oh, I but ate pickled garlic earlier. I'm I know just you just did. Eating straight cloves. Of I know garlic I can earlier. smell you over here. <laughs> Seriously, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disgusting no and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what else? Because I'm still batting zero. I need one. <laughs> Let your meat rest. And this does not just go for beef. This goes for chicken. This goes for fish. This goes for a whole turkey. Ground beef? Um, ground beef is a little different just because you're already sucking everything out of that. But like a burger patty is different because it's a dense piece of meat. That's mm-hmm. I think that's more of the reference is like okay. the dense pieces of meat. Okay. So what because does rest mean though? Rest. So let's say you cook a steak. Don't cut into it right away because you cut into it. That first bite's going to be fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Second or third bite is going to get more and more dry because all the juices came rushing out. Ah. When you let the meat rest, you're letting the fibers relax. You're letting the meat take a break from what you just did to it with mm-hmm. the cooking process. And it's going to be much better. During Thanksgiving, Sepi was at my house. I pulled my turkey out an hour before we even ate. I just let it sit there. It was still hot. Everything was fine. But the turkey was, and it cooks, it continues to cook too. Mm -hmm. So that's one important thing. You have to let the meat rest. Even with fish, same thing. If you cook a whole fish and you let it rest for like 10 minutes, it's better. I didn't know that with fish. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that either. I think I've definitely like done salmon and been like, what? And just like yeah. cut right into mm-hmm. that bitch, no wasting time. Yeah. So still yeah. batting zero. I need. I mean, I've, I let <laughs> beef rest, but all yeah. the uh, you know, I would say poultry and fish. I don't think I've ever bothered. No, so. not. I got yelled at by her. Well, that's good because yeah. you don't do it anymore, no. right? Oh yeah, exactly. I, I, t- I took out a chicken from the oven. I went, okay, I'm gonna cut it. She's like, no, 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 you have to let it rest. I was like, okay. So I sent a timer for 10 minutes. And she's like, the fuck you are for 10 minutes? <laughs> because the chicken is going to be so dry. The breasts especially. Oh, my mm. gosh. No dry breasts here. Nope. 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 I get moist. <laughs> okay. Under seasoning your food. Huge yes. thing. Huge thing. You have to taste as you go. Make sure you have enough salt, enough mm-hmm. spices, whatever. Um. You need to salt your cooking water. When Always say, or? So I salt pasta water. I salt water that I boil rice in. I salt water that I boil potatoes in. Oh, wow. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that's when you get the flavor in the food. Can I ask, at what point do you salt it? Because I've heard of different time frames. So I've heard salt it before you turn on the heat. I've heard salt it right before you put in the noodles. Mm. I let it come to a boil and I salt it and then I put the noodles in. Okay. That's what I, I mean, I don't think it really matters. But like when you're boiling potatoes, you don't put those in boiling water. No. So you start from cold. I add the salt then. Okay. Okay. And there's different kinds of salt, right? Yes. Huge thing. There's pink salt. There's kosher salt. There's table salt. There's 
a million different types of salt. I am a diamond crystal kosher salt girl all the Hell way. Hell yeah. Because I don't know nothing about diamond crystal so kosher salt. So it's a brand, it's a brand of kosher salt. And there's another brand of kosher salt, um, Morton's. Mm-hmm. It's saltier than diamond crystal. So that's also another thing. There's um, certain recipes, if you look at them, they'll say if it's diamond crystal, this much. If it's this salt, you need to add more, less or more. Oh. So that's a huge thing. And you also have to know how to work with the salt. Like at my house, we have table salt. My dad thinks that that is the only thing he knows how to cook with. I use kosher salt. He's like, I don't know what to do with your salt. It doesn't work. I put a bunch in. It's not a salty. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Talking about non-appetite, I fucked up um, Ina's weeknight bolognese. Because she tells you how much salt to put in. But she uses exclusively diamond crystal for cooking. Mm. And I was using table salt, which is way saltier, like three times as salty. So when it said use a tablespoon of salt... I used a motherfucking tablespoon of table salt, mm-hmm. and that thing was just... It was salty. It was just salt. Bolognese. It was just salt. Yeah. Well, you know what the trick... Delightful. You know what you want to know what the trick is to get the saltiness out of that? There's a trick? Mm-hmm. So you can sal- you could theoretically salvage the sauce? Yes. How? You throw a potato and you let it boil in there. Shut the fuck boil up. Boil in the sauce? Mm-hmm. Because it absorbs the salt. What? No. uh Same with a soup or a stew. Seriously? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like almost want you to make really salty soup and then try it. So it just I mean it's not gonna like don't put in a cup of salts and then throw in one peeled oh. potato and make it work. <laughs> but so if you throw potatoes in the ocean, that's not gonna help. No, we are still gonna have a salty sea. Sapita <laughs> <laughs> what even. So so but if you taste it and you're like, oh shit, that's a little too much. If it's like too like if it's a little bit salty. You can always fix it by adding a little more liquid or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a bowl, like bolognese, like a bolognese that you fucked up, that she fucked up, but it's something that can she can she can let it cook longer. You just put in a whole potato, or you cut it in half, peeled, of course, and it absorbs the salt. That's crazy to me. I Science. literally, what the fuck? I love it. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. I, I'm going to be thinking about this probably for days. So <laughs> She's going to go home, make salty soup, and sh- yeah. throw yeah. a potato You're in You're going to have to tell mm-hmm. me what happens during your science experiment. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'll film it and everything. Do okay, it. so what what else? Because I, I feel like the seasoning thing, I'll say, I think I, I, I know I'm white, mm-hmm. and us white folk tend to under-season. I think that was probably written for us. However, I do feel like I have not done that so much. No. I've probably over-salted, not under-salted. That's true. So I got one on the board. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. I'm shooting for two. So what else? So I have a seasoning trick. Oh, oh, okay. Am I allowed to talk about tricks? Please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever cook a whole chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So this is what I do. I buy the chicken the day before Mm -hmm. and I salt the shit out of that motherfucker. Inside, outside, all over. Make it nice and salty. And you either wrap it back up or put it in your fridge or you can put it on on a you know, cooling rack mm-hmm. and put the cooling rack on a cookie sheet and put it in your oven and your fridge uncovered. It makes it crispy. It's going to make it crispy. The salt is going to suck the moisture and it's going to season the meat ahead of time. Let's say you're going to cook the chicken the day later. Mm-hmm. Don't salt it again. It doesn't need more salt. But you can like put other stuff. You on. can put the other stuff then. With my Thanksgiving turkey, I got it. 
I think I picked it up on a Monday. No, I think I picked it up Tuesday. Thanksgiving was Thursday. From Tuesday, that fucker was in my fridge with salt, sugar, and black pepper mm-hmm. uncovered. So and I just sat in there Thursday. for two days, just so what do they call that? Uh, bra- it's dry brine. Dry brine. Dry brining. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I knew. I knew one. I know one. Dry brine. <laughs> dry Wet brine. brine. You don't get as crispy of a skin. Dry brine. You do. Hmm. Is it because the skin is just? It's it's almost like jerkying the skin. It's like yes. drying it out. Yes. Right? Because I think like old pirates, didn't they just like salt beef and throw it in tubs exactly. and shit? Yeah, or like fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. But when it's in a wet brine, it's just sitting in liquid. Right. It's never going to get crispy, crispy. Oh. Mm. You heard it here, you guys. So yeah. when Thanksgiving rolls around this year, there's no excuses for you guys to be fucking up your turkeys because... Nilu just told you how to unfuck yeah. your turkey. Yeah. And let me tell you, I discovered the tricks to turkey this year. You did. That was a good ass turkey. See? She also used like whole shallots. Oh man. On the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I cooked it in a cookie sheet. I didn't even use a roasting pan and a fucking bag and all that. Mm-mm. Yeah. So really quickly, because I know you have a list. You said that you don't use the bag, you don't use the roasting thing. What are some overrated yeah. like kitchen supplies? Like trinkets, trinkets that you don't need, like tools to peel garlic and or random like the avocado tools, slicer, the avocado slicer, the apple slicer, the pineapple core. Like people, you are wasting so much food like that. It's insane. Hmm. Like the turkey bag. I get it. It's always going to be moist, but you're pretty much steaming your turkey. Okay, That's true. The word steam turkey <laughs> is so unappealing. Mm. Something about that just like. It's like a visceral reaction. Yeah, right? it gives You're me just... the heebie-jeebie. Like, hey guys, I made you steamed turkey. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking McDonald's. I'm out of here. This is bullshit. <laughs> so, in the debate of to sous vide or not to sous vide, or Oof. crock pot or no crock pot. Ah, that's a good question. Okay, sous vide. I like the idea. I ha- I'm not a sous videer. I don't do it, but. Do I understand the concept of it? Yes. It's very foolproof. Okay. You're always going to have juicy meat because you're cooking it at a specific temperature. It never goes above it, never goes below it, and then you finish it off and sear it. It's fabulous, of course. It's There's a method called the reverse sear method, which is when you slow cook your meat and then you sear it off to get that crust. Mm. That's the same thing as the sous vide method. Crock pot or not crock pot, I don't crock pot. Get a Dutch oven and do the work. <laughs> I don't crock pot. I don't. Mm-mm. Do I understand it? Like for people who don't have time to do this shit. Yeah. You let it sit while you're cooking, while you're at work and it's great. But would I crock pot? No. It's just right. not my thing. Air fryer. Fuck, man. You don't like air fryers? <laughs> like you're, all these appliances that you're listening to speed, I'm like, oh, I love that. And then he was like, no. I'm like, uh-oh. Okay, an air fryer is literally a convection oven. A mini convection oven. Yeah, but it looks like a little space pod, and it goes like boop, boop, boop when your food's done. <laughs> okay, so, so I used to swear against it, but we have a friend who told me, Neelu, I know you hate it, but I went and got one. It is good for one person. One person, mm. or a family of two. Because mm-hmm. you can't cook a lot in those no. things. They're mm-hmm. small. Tiny. Mm-hmm. So she like had her salmon on the stove and like was um, roasting cauliflower in the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, I get it. You don't want to turn your whole oven on for some cauliflower. That's great. 
Or you just get a toaster oven. I have a toaster oven at home mm-hmm. and it has a convection fan in it. Mm-hmm. Same concept. And it's small and it serves more than one purpose. I could toast bread in it. I could bake cakes in it. I could bake pies in it. I could cook a whole chicken in there. You could bake a cake in, in a toaster, toaster oven? I can in mine because mine is like a mini oven. Oh. So if you had to choose between a toaster and a toaster oven. Hands down toaster oven. Because it does more stuff. You can do more things with it. Hmm. But what if the toaster has like, you ever seen those toasters that have like a print? When you when the toast pops, it's got like the oh yeah, on it. yeah. That <laughs> shit only works with Wonder Bread, man. Anything else in That's there. true. If you're eating like multi-grain hearty bread, it probably true. doesn't work. <laughs> can't Ruin put pita argument. bread in there. You're true. right. True. I can't cook pita bread anywhere. Damn. Yeah. I set my toaster oven on fire cooking pita bread. The whole apartment was filled with smoke. Tried to tell the apartment guys, like the maintenance dudes, and they were like, oh, there probably wasn't enough smoke. It's like, my guy, I know you weren't here, but trust me when I say. <laughs> there was smoke. It was backdrafting that bitch. <laughs> there was a lot of smoke. So I think maybe I should get on your level and order a big toaster oven because mine is charred right now. I love my toaster oven. I have a Breville Smart Oven Air. It has air frying in it. It. You can do that shit, too, if that's what your heart desires. It desires. (laughs) Then please fulfill. (laughs) I bake my cakes in there, honestly. Like, Because my oven at home sucks balls, so I use that thing instead. Hmm. Huh. It has convection. Would it fit in a dorm room? Are you even allowed a toaster oven? No, you can't have a toaster oven in a dorm room. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think think that would be safe. Okay. You could light, like, fire. As we know, as yeah. we just as saw. we just found yep. out, yeah. And I this was I did this when I was like thirty, so yeah, twenty nine or thirty, so yeah. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that I uh, started a grease fire making gyoza? Was this in nice. college? No, this was post college. Like how far post college? Was this at your parents' house? No, this was like a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I was just following the instructions on the package. And the package. What did I say? What did I say about following them literally? literally. Yeah, because this fucking. So it's frozen gyoza. And it said put a little oil in a pan and fry these gyoza. And then once they're fried, throw some water in there and put the lid on so that it can steam on the inside. Well,. What, what do you think happens when you throw water in hot oil? In hot oil. It goes. Yeah. Fire. So thankfully I had the lid in my hand and I had to put it down. But like, yeah, it was like Hell's Kitchen in here. Did Gordon <laughs> Ramsay come out of your pantry and go, are you a well, fucking fuck idiot? Are you, doing? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Neither told you don't yeah. follow the instructions. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> you're crying because you're trying to. If you think that there's going to be fire, maybe you shouldn't proceed. Just a thought. I know, I know. I just, you know, and I've, I'd never done that before. Because I'm always like, it's a stupid idea. You would never put water in oil. But I don't know what happened that day. I was like, you know what? I'll follow the instructions. And look where that got you. Have you made these gyoza since then? Yeah, in the microwave. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I make uh, frozen gyoza, by the way. I put a couple on a plate. I wet a paper towel. I put the paper towel over the gyoza, and I put it in the microwave. So they're just 
steamed. And yeah, they're yeah. not even a little crispy. No. Are you afraid? Yeah. Oh, no. Don't be, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Well, how the fuck else am I supposed to cook this gyoza? Milu's going to carry you through this. Get some gyoza. We'll, I'll show you. All right. All right. We'll learn. <laughs> We're going to take classes. Yeah. You know what else I need to learn from you? How to make a meatloaf. Because I've never had meatloaf before. Why do you want to eat a meatloaf? It looked good, but like... They're not that bad. The one salty researcher always told me, like, they, he's never had a meatloaf that he liked. And I was like, that can't be right. Like, it just always looks good. I'm Persian, so I've never had a fucking meatloaf. I'm not white. <laughs> yeah, so I decided that is very to, much a white people yeah. food. <laughs> so I, I found a recipe that had, like, awesome reviews. I read the instructions prior to starting... I prepped everything. You did. I made this motherfucker, and it looked exactly like the picture. And then we ended up ordering pizza that night because it just it tasted like shit. Like Is I don't it know possible how else that you to... just don't like meatloaf. I guess I don't think you like the center of the meatloaf where it's almost mm. like steamed ground. It is. It's steamed ground beef, and it's like dense. You're better off making meatballs. Yeah, you know what? You're right. True. Because a meatball, you can like fry it in a pan mm -hmm. or like boil it in the sauce and it's smaller mm -hmm. so it's not that dense compacted meat and probably ketchup oh ketchup crust <laughs> at least the crust is somewhat reasonable the inside is what sucks it is you're right oh then That's there's the people with the hard-boiled eggs in the middle i'm sorry people are putting hard-boiled boiled eggs in the middle of their meatloaf yeah that's a thing yeah. it's like a decorative thing so when you cut it it looks pretty you have like but like a scotch huh. egg is yeah. like a meatball with like a um an egg and a, yeah, a an hard egg. boiled egg in the middle. I just don't like eggs in the middle of ground meat. That's me. Huh. I just have never heard like in a house let's say they do this the egg in the middle there. This is allegedly decorative. Are people fighting over the piece of that has the egg the in well, it? Well, they normally put a couple throughout oh, the center I see. So, so every slice like gets them. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's still like <laughs> And imagine you don't get any yolk. You just get some of the egg white. Oh, I'd rather have that. I don't want to bite into just yolk. Are you kidding me? Oh. Forget that. Oh, you? No. No. Yeah. I like egg whites and I don't, protein shakes. Are you a, are you a yolky <laughs> person? I think I am. Oh, no. Runny yolk? Um, sometimes. sometimes. Over easy, over medium? Um, yeah. I'm not a huge egg person, so oh. like... It doesn't really matter how it is. Egg whites is my jam. Mm. Mm -hmm. You can eat a lot of them. They taste like whatever you season them with. The texture is pretty fun. Is it? Because it, it, the it texture is, is kind of snotty, isn't it? If you, I guess if it's like undercooked. I, I don't know. Uh, what? Concerned about what I she I have eats. a really gross tidbit of information, actually. Information or experience? Yeah. No, no, no. Information. Please share. So I don't know how I found this on the internet, but there was, I think it was on Reddit. Someone said, um, do you know what sperm is like when it's cooked? It cooks like egg whites. So somebody took their nut and yeah. cooked it in a pan. Yeah. And it was like. It looked like egg whites? Egg whites. What the? F now, did they eat it? Could they confirm I, if it tasted I don't, like egg whites? I don't remember. If they did, I blocked it out. Well, that's incredible. It all, it doesn't turn me off to egg whites because egg whites are still awesome. I don't know. Neely looks unwell. <laughs> I might vomit. <laughs> I even... think there's a cookbook out there that has like how different how ways to you can cook use, your spunk. Like, 
Yeah, I think so. Are pretty you sure. serious? I'm pretty sure. I'm like pretty sure. Let's see. Sperm cookbook. I know there's one with like titty milk. Sperm cookbook. Yeah, you can make ice cream, booby ice cream. Booby ice cream, yeah. Natural Harvest. Here it is. Oh my God. You can buy it on Amazon. I knew what I was talking about. It's $22 on Amazon. And <laughs> I'm buying this shit for both you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Natural Harvest, the collection of semen based recipes. And here, in case you guys were fucking wondering, it's got like 399 ratings, 4.5 out of 5 stars. And the picture on the front is a jizz flan. What? It's a picture of a flan. Oh, God. So. <laughs> I am a little unwell, actually. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> well, oh, it's $0 on the Kindle if you have Kindle Unlimited. So you've got absolutely nothing to lose if you have Kindle Unlimited. You Except for everything it. to lose. The will to live being one. Uh, well, oh my god just real quick before we move on i gotta say the first <laughs> line i'm still on this the first line of the first review here is my girlfriend and i just love this cookbook she takes care of the actual cooking and i'm responsible for gathering the ingredients <laughs> <laughs> we're delighted to find the ethnic food sections and are exploring the asian cuisine this week <laughs> are they dead ass i don't know no, i don't think so <laughs> i don't know i don't think so because the next sentence is i gotta tell you the cream of some young guy is not for the faint of heart <laughs> i have a feeling that some young guy is just some young guy not <laughs> not the thai like some yeah okay. maybe oh, some young God. guy is actually in the book i don't know but <laughs> well yeah this was non-appetite so uh that makes me definitely want a non-appetite can i just yeah. make a note this was not on my list <laughs> okay so so what, so what is else, uh, yeah yes. yeah what is Okay, don't use a dull knife. That's hands down, always one. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to hurt yourself even more when Mm -hmm. it slips. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the fuck it is with people and preheating an oven five minutes before (laughs) they need it. I've done that. So how long should we be preheating? Anxiety. Okay, if you're trying to... So I was here cooking chickens with this bitch. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, so don't we need to turn the oven on? Uh oh okay I guess like what are you gonna do cook it turn the oven on when you're ready to put stuff in the oven so so here's here's my question then so you turn it on boop 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 and it's got to go up to 450 okay when the oven goes off is it lying to you yes I'm gonna tell you why right now okay this is this is so oven cycle heat it has to cycle a couple times before it gets the actual temperature so when it hits 350 and it says ding don't fucking open it that second and shove your cookies in because it's not at 350 and it's going to get cold and your cookies aren't going to bake right. Or a cake, especially. A chicken, it's not such a big deal, but baking, it's a big deal. I would give it an extra 10 minutes, personally, to let it cycle another time because it goes down and then it goes back up. If you have a gas oven, you Mm -hmm. know exactly when it's on and off. Mm -hmm. So the second it turns to 350, it's probably the the flame turns off. And then a little bit later, it's going to f- turn back on again. Same thing. You need to let the oven actually get hot. It is a huge piece of metal trying to get hot. It's not going to get hot in 10 minutes. It takes time. And it needs to cycle until it hits the actual temperature. So I don't get why people have to wait to turn their oven on. If I'm going to go in the kitchen and bake cookies, the first thing I do is turn the fucking oven on. And then I start doing everything else. So it's really funny that you say that because every time I see a recipe that... The prep time is like an hour and they tell you 
the first direction is turn on the oven. I'm like, well, that's a little bit like that's early. That, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. You're, you're kind of jumping the gun a little bit, aren't you? <laughs> okay, Ina, I think I know more than you. What are you telling me? Turn on my oven now? Yeah, for? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Seppi and I experienced this earlier. Don't work in your oven, please. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So we were actually. trying to flip the chicken. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. was like, she's like, are you going to take it out? And I was like, yes. Because first of all, I don't want to stand in front of something that's 300 degrees in my face. Second of all, you're letting all the heat out. Oh, that. Yeah. So you're actually supposed to take whatever you want to flip mm-hmm. out of the oven, take it out, and then flip it, and then put it back in the oven. Now, if you're baking a cake and you need to rotate it, mm-hmm. don't take it out, shut the oven door, and then turn it, and then stick it back in. Just turn the cake in the oven. But if you're trying to flip chicken or flip a bunch of things, mm-hmm. I would take it out, do it, and then stick it back in there. Well, shit. <laughs> Damn. I am We're just, being called out left I, and right. Yeah. I always thought I wasn't that bad, but I think I might be that bad. <laughs> I think we are that bad. Yeah. I don't think you guys are that bad. I we just think there's little things that yes. like can make you better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That, yes. That's what it is. It Improvements. Is. I mean, I might have given myself salmonella when I was younger, but you know what? Did yeah. you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Are you serious? I swear to God. She's, this was on her list. Yeah. Did, and you didn't lead with that? No. <laughs> you led with turning jambalaya into mush and not the fact that you poisoned yourself? (laughs) Did I poison myself? Okay, well, really quickly, recount how, in fact, you poisoned yourself. Well, I was watching the Food Network, and this is... I was living at my parents' house, and this is, like, 10 years ago. Maybe maybe more, longer. Yeah, yeah, probably I was 18. So this is over 10 years ago. Um, And they were talking about chicken strips or, like, fried chicken or something. And... I, I'd never made anything like that before. So we had, um, what's that cereal that you told me that we can use? Cornflakes? Bre- yeah, cornflakes. We had cornflakes, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. So I followed the recipe, and I fried it, but like the heat was too high. So as I'm frying it in the oil, it, the color looks right. Mm. So I took it out, and I started eating, and... You didn't see that it was like pink in the middle or? Mm, did not cross my mind. Although it crossed my bowels pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a lesson I learned the hard way. And then then I would overcook chicken for the longest time. Oh, man, time. this shoot. I was not shit great. <laughs> I was oh, dear. not a great cook. Yeah. Dry poultry is the worst. Yeah. Because you're taking your life into your hands when you eat it. But I mean... The, the opposite's even worse than that. <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> speaking of ovens, I learned the preheat oven thing way late in life because my family doesn't preheat ovens. You just, you, you, you start to heat the oven and then you put whatever you want into the oven. So when I started following recipes or baking instant cookies, mm-hmm. I didn't know that you had to preheat an oven. So I'd shove the cookies into the oven, preheat it, and then once it got well, to the three, wait, wait, wait. The cookies would be in the oven while you're preheating it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would wonder why I could never make instant cookies right. Because <laughs> how long did the concept of preheating take you to figure out? Uh, again, an embarrassing long time. How much is an embarrassing? I think I was like 25 when I learned. Holy shit, that is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. 
but no more embarrassing than no more. I know how to. I, I know to preheat, but now I know to keep it preheated for See, at least I, ten I minutes. I knew to preheat, but I never knew you got to cycle that. Yeah, shit. I didn't know that either. You don't have to let it go for an extra half hour, but at least like five or ten more minutes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just to make sure it's at the temperature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what what other relevant no nos are there? And if there's no no nos, we can move on to the yes yeses. I think we can move on. Okay. okay. Let me ask. Pasta water. What's the sitch on that? Gold. Liquid gold. I actually Liquid just made gold. pasta today. You need it. You So you never drain your pasta water. You take your pasta and you put it into your sauce, right? You take it from the, with the um, tongs or something. You take mm-hmm. it out and you put it into the sauce. And you always add a little bit of the pasta water to help thin out your sauce. And it has all the starch. So it helps the sauce stick to the pasta. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, know someone who, when they cook pasta, so, like, they'll make the sauce. They won't put pasta water in the sauce, so they make the sauce, whatever, but then they'll leave the pasta in the water. No. Why? Mm-hmm. And then you, like, take the tongs out no. and get, like, the pasta out of the water. How Does long it, do they leave it in there for? Until, <laughs> for in perpetuity, forever. And it, it, they... Because <laughs> <laughs> it becomes times like this, I wish we had mush. video. Yeah, it, mush. It, it, pretty it's much. Mush, yeah, yeah. They get really fat and they get like very like they you just, just continuously them. absorb water yeah. and then they be you could squish them in between your fingers. Yeah, yeah. but you know what? Um, Honey Boo Boo said that if you throw a piece of spaghetti at the wall and it sticks, it's ready. So those is are Honey really Boo Boo right, Nilu, or is she wrong? You know, when I was a kid, I thought this was the right way too. I just taste it now, and now you know. <laughs> Like I said, taste your food. It's very simple. Mm. Is al dente just a personal preference or is that like the true right way to cook pasta? I think the true right way to cook anything is how you like it. Unless unless we're doing undercooked and then you got salmonella. That's a whole different story. I like (laughs) my chicken rare. But some people like al dente and true Mm. al dente is a lot more. The term is toothsome. So they like with a little bit more bite. At my house, we don't like that much bite. Do we overcook it by 10 minutes? No. Do we add an extra minute to two? Mm-hmm. Yes. Hmm. There's no right or wrong way. It's just yeah. what you feel. What you like. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about, what's your, uh, what's your take on exotic fish? What's exotic fish? Mm, like, you, you, go, you go to an Asian market. Someone's got some fish on sale. Maybe it's called butterfish. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when that it comes sounds to f- awfully specific. <laughs> yeah, you, you got something to say? Well, okay. So if you want to be adventurous in the kitchen, maybe look up what you're about to cook. Because I had I know some people that um, had some butter found some butterfish from an Asian market on sale. They had never heard of this fucking fish before, and these. You know, these fishmongers were trying to just get them to buy it. So they cook them. And I was at their house for, uh, like, a meal. And I decided, since they didn't know what the fucking fish was, I wasn't going to eat it. Um, Which was a good call, because this particular fish is actually supposed to be illegal. Um, And it is illegal in a lot of states and countries, because it makes... It, it, it's so oily that it it makes your digestive tract filled with this, like, highlighter yellow oil. So if you poop, 
Like it's 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 orange. It's like it's not yellow. Sorry, it's orange. It's like it's fucking tangerine colored poop. Um, if you <laughs> fart because your fart has poop particles in it, like you have every time you fart, you have to run to the bathroom because you otherwise you're gonna splatter on your underwear and <laughs> nobody wants that. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, I don't, don't, don't buy do. things I don't know. Okay. Af- unless I do my research. Good call. Good. Yeah, call. I don't. I don't need to be farting orange particles. Yeah. What about uh, sugar and tomato sauce? I know a lot of people do that. People add a pinch of sugar and tomato sauce because it helps with cut the acidity of tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It's actually very helpful. But I'm not saying put in like a huge, like a pinch, a pinch of sugar, a teaspoon in your whole pot. That's it. What? Well, you got something to say over there? I have jokes. Oh, fistful oh, of sugar. Fistful of sugar. Just a spoonful of sugar. Mary Poppins over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so then what what would be the like if you were to name essential spices? Like I don't know if you've Ooh. got essential spices that everybody should have that like you they're either probably in most recipes or if you're just like free balling it. But the, mm. these are always like this is a dynamo fail safe combo. I think it also depends on what type of food you cook mm. the most, right? Okay. So if you cook more Italian style, so you want salt and pepper, obviously is a must. Mm. I always think everybody needs a crushed red pepper flake. Oh, okay, because you All can right. use that in multiple things. But if you cook Italian a lot, you're gonna want basil, parsley, oregano, thyme, um, rosemary. If you cook more with the Mexican flavors, cumin, coriander, um, chipotle powder, chili powder, mm-hmm. and then with the warm spices, it honestly, I think cinnamon everybody should have in their kitchen. Mm. Yeah, it's an under underused spice. I think it's underused. So what can you use cinnamon in? Because whenever I think of cinnamon, I think of desserts or the best like- chili I ever had had cinnamon in it. You put cinna- cinnamon Bruh, in chili? It is so fucking it, good. It's kind of like, have you heard of the Mexican dish mole? Yes, so mm-hmm. good. Mole is not a sweet dish, Mm-mm. but it has cinnamon, it has clove, mm-hmm. it has all spices. Like it has all spices. these warming spices, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and those are the ones that make it what it is. Hmm. But cinnamon can be used in everything. Sometimes I made chicken shawarma the other night. I added cinnamon to that. Hmm. And was it awesome? Talking, it was good. It was mm-hmm. really good. But, th- I mean, I like, we use salt, pepper, and turmeric in my house every single day. Every right. day. We have saffron because mm-hmm. I'm Middle Eastern and we use a lot of it. Um, smoked paprika, I think, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I prefer smoked paprika over regular. What, I mean, that's a stupid question. What, what's the difference? One smoked. But is there a huge difference between regular paprika yes. and smoked? I think so. Mm-hmm. Flavor-wise, yes. Okay. Um, Sound guy Dan's dying. Yeah, apologize for our 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 little pause. We were all just staring at him as he walked up, slowly watching him perish and doing absolutely nothing about it. So, who Nilu? Who do you look to, or who as you were? Yeah, who inspired you? I mean, was there anybody 
like when you were learning about cooking that you ended up really liking or that you draw a lot of inspiration from or that, you know, you like their cookbooks or their style? I know this answer. Yeah, she knows. Um, Ina Garten from the Barefoot Contessa. Queen. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I know people make fun of her like, oh, if you don't have this fancy thing, I guess store-bought is fine or this or that. You don't have to follow people specifically for their ingredients. I follow her because of the techniques and concepts Mm -hmm. she teaches. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like from her. Mm -hmm. I also think her recipes are fantastic. I have not followed one that did not turn out well. Mm -hmm. A lot of people I've followed and some turn out good, some some don't. And a lot of things with her, I think, is because she tests her recipes very meticulously Whereas measurements are very precise and you're going to get the flavor profiles Mm -hmm. that she is going for. Of course, if you like something spicier or saltier or more citrusy or more sour, you can add those things. But her recipes are pretty darn well written. Mm -hmm. I know that when you were a kid, too, weren't you obsessed with Emeril? Yes. I was obsessed with all the chefs. Bam. All the chefs when I was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> My uncle was a huge Emerald fan. My sister is a huge, 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 huge Guy Fieri fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like he's one of those dudes, like, you either love him or you don't. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of a character. I like um, Alton Brown because I feel mm. like if he, he is a salty broad. He like, is He's a salty just a broad. little snappy little bee. But he had, like, in his cooking shows, the ones I've seen, like, he'll take the science of food and he'll break it down and like, mm. did you know when you microwave mm-hmm. blah, 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 this shit happens. So it almost feels like you're watching like if Bill Nye, the science guy was mean and cooked. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty cool. Um, I had a question. So what do you look for when you're choosing a place to go to eat? As oh, someone man. who used, who's worked in kitchens, um, you know, in the kitchen as a server, know a little something, something about food. I don't specifically like look for certain things. I think I always read the menu mm-hmm. and see what I like. And if I, if the food sounds good, then I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to try things myself. I, I take people's opinions but I think we're all very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that you really need to look at what the restaurant is known for. You know, you don't mm. go everywhere and order anything. You have to be a little bit more specific. You know, like yeah. if you go to an Italian restaurant, don't freaking order the burger on the menu. All right. You know. Unless they're known for having a weird Italian burger. Exactly. Unless they're known for something like that. But I think every restaurant or establishment has the thing that they're known for. And that's generally what I try to go for. Nice. So I think that maybe we should take a second and just rapid fire some terms at you. <laughs> Do it. And it's not even to test her because I know she knows them. But it's more like to quickly educate us and the mm-hmm. masses because I know there's some shit on here that I'm like, I don't know. All right. There was She even corrected me on how yeah. to say it and I already forgot what the correction <laughs> was and I'm going to say it wrong. So we're going to shoot it out and then you just tell us what it is. Okay. What is deglaze? Deglaze is when you take any sort of liquid and you um, put some at the bo- um, in a pan and mm-hmm. you scrape the good bits after mm-hmm. like off the bottom. This is normally what you do after you sear or after you're like sauteing something and a bunch of stuff is stuck at the bottom and you want that flavor in whatever broth you're making. Mm. I thought it was just cleaning your 
pan. Pan, yeah. No, that's called washing your dishes. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Does it mean to Julienne? To Julianne means to cut into long strips. Why the fuck would you do that if you could just dice your shit? Because if you Julianne for a coleslaw, everything's going to look prettier. So it's really just about aesthetics. Well, do you want diced up coleslaw? Depends. Am I making it or is someone else making it? <laughs> do you make coleslaw? No. Yeah, you're not white. <laughs> <laughs> so when you cut something on a bias, is that... For a reason, or what is does it mean to cut something so, on a bias? Sometimes when you cut it on a bias, it's just for more the, the decorative aspect. Okay. I like to like, I like to julienne on a bias okay. because I think it looks prettier. Like I made this pickled carrot and cucumber salad the other night, and I cut everything at an angle on a bias because I thought it was prettier. So mm-hmm. wait, on a bias is at an angle. I think so. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. How about uh, Blanche? I think she's just a golden girl, but yeah, what does it mean she to is Blanche? A golden girl. <laughs> to Blanche means to, for example, if you're going to Blanche um, peaches before you peel them, this or tomatoes, you have boiling hot water, you throw it in there for like a very minimal amount of time, and then you immediately throw it into an ice bath. To like stop the cooking? Stop the cooking. You Blanche... Um, String beans, mm-hmm. that's what I did for uh, Thanksgiving. I blanched them beforehand so they get a little soft and then I sautéed them. Mm-hmm. And that prevents it from getting mushy where you still ah, get them so to stay crunchy. crunchy. Mm-hmm. And then they also stay green if you put them immediately in cold water. Oh, okay. You could blanch a lot of things. I blanched basil and made basil oil like to oh, keep it oh, green. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Mm, okay, right. what is it? I actually don't even hear it. Chiffonade? Chiffonade. Chiffonade's a ribbon cut. What? So a ribbon cut. So you can chiffonade basil. So what you do is you take a bunch of basil leaves, you lay them on top of each other, you roll them up like a cigar, and then you slice very, very Mm. thin, and then it's like little ribbons of basil. That's a chiffonade. Chiffonade. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Braise. Braise means to slow cook for a long period of time. What y'all like to do in that crock pot? (laughs) (laughs) You braise it in a Dutch oven or in a pot or something like that. <laughs> okay. Very slowly with liquid, not fully covered, partially generally. Poach. Poach is you pretty much you're slow boiling something in water. Like a chicken breast when you poach it. Oh mm-hmm. god, why would you do that? People do that for chicken salad. I don't know, man. Oh, god. I don't know. You have a pot of like your poaching liquid, so boiling water with maybe some like lemon and bay leaves, peppercorns in there. You throw the full blown chicken breasts in there and they're submerged. Mm-hmm. braising it's not submerged so remember this okay it's in there and you let it cook in the boiling water like a poached egg you throw it in a pot of boiling water now mm-hmm. is that water liquid gold too when you're making your chicken nope. salad yeah. <laughs> like chicken water that chicken water probably smells like rotten eggs <laughs> that's why you have to add the lemon in the shit or else it's ugh. you what you add like lemon and bay leaves and like up to like flavor the water. That yeah. So in. then the chicken, it doesn't get that chicken smell. So you don't want your chicken to smell like chicken. Have you smelled like that boiling <laughs> chicken scent? Yeah. I think just raw chicken smells awful. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Sippy the Wash is hers. That's. Yeah. I want. So yeah. what are you asking her saying? What do you think smells weird? You should wash your chicken. You should wash your chicken. You don't need to wash your chicken. This girl is spreading salmonella all throughout her sink. I cleaned it afterwards. 
I'm it, there is almost too much salt at this table. It's incredible. We need to get a potato <laughs> and we need to put it on this fucking table right now to like balance this shit. See, look, I remembered. I took fucking mental you did, notes. You did. <laughs> what does it mean to proof? To proof means to let your dough rise so you let it rest in a very warm spot and it's rising. Okay. That was I was a little excited because I didn't know what it meant. Reconstitute. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what? Does that mean to like put the liquid back into whatever you're making? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. How about, what does it mean to render? Render out the fat. So you're going to do something like pork belly is all fat, but it does have meat on it. You need to render out the fat. So you put it in a pan and you let that fat cook off till you get to the oh. meat part. Or people, that's when you're cooking bacon, you're yeah. rendering out the fat. That's what you're doing, essentially. I honestly yeah. didn't know I, it was. Didn't, okay. Okay. What is a, a spatchcock? Oh, <laughs> spatchcocking a chicken. It's when you take the backbone out mm-hmm. and then you split it open and you cook it like that. So it looks like a butterfly. Oh, mm. so how do you take the back out? Do you just like, hey, or okay, so you- some butchers will do it for you. But let's say um, the back is normally opposite of where the breasts are. Mm-hmm. So you have it standing up and I take a knife and I go on this side and that side of the backbone and I pull it off. Oh. Oh. And, and then you open up the chicken and you push it down and you crack the bone so it spreads out. Oh, God. That's metal. Yeah. I like it. I think I saw that in an episode of Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have one more. And then I think I wa- we want to make we- Nilu do something. Are we going to make her do something? Mm-hmm. Oh, what no. are we going to make her do? We're going to make her pick the Mighty Morphin Power Daddy. Oh, okay. So what, right. is, what does it mean to score something? To score? Mm-hmm. Um, so when you want to, okay, cook a whole fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the way that you cook it really well is like you score the, um, like one side of it or the, both sides of it. So you take a knife and you do lines at a bias mm-hmm. and then you go lines opposite and then you pretty much scored it so the flavor can get in. Oh, and when you so say bias, it's just lines like and an, an angle. angle. Yeah. yeah. So you, then you put like the lemon on all that stuff. It gets in there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then when you're cooking, it cooks through. Oh. Because if you don't, it has to go through the skin. But when you score it. And it doesn't boil then. Like the, the meat doesn't boil. It'll. No. It won't okay. boil. Dude, I feel so educated right now. I know. I'm going to forget everything tomorrow. I won't. <laughs> no. I, I feel so inspired. Mindy, I'm going to try. Hit that Neapolitan moose. No, maybe not. I got to work up to it. I got to have small victories and then enough victories to like approach that. And if I can master that, then maybe a roll cake, maybe a macaron. Who knows? Okay, macarons are the fuck that shit. Yeah, seriously, fuck those. I'll sh- teach you how to make a jelly roll like nobody's business. Yeah. But a macaron, fuck that. That's <laughs> what you can order. Go to Trader Joe's and buy them from the frozen section. You know what? I like the way you think. Thank I don't, you. There's some things that stores do better. Don't bother. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, that's, that's a good piece of that advice to end on. Yeah. All right. So at every at the end of every episode, well, some episodes now. Yeah. We, I don't know. We, haven't we do been what very we feel consistent. here. Yeah. We usually come up with a Mighty Morphin Power Daddy that we want to talk about. Just a little sexy person that we want to highlight. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, do you have a little... Like, uh, is there a sexy culinary person that we want to feature that you think is like hot or that is worthy of mentioning? They don't even have to be hot. Just like charismatic. Because I know who I would pick. I think I do too. I don't think you know who I would pick. No, no, I think I know who I would pick. Oh, okay. So do you have a Mighty Morphin Power Chef? I do, but I need a second to look his name up. 
Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I can't remember. So, so who's yours? Who's so, yours? So we've already talked about Guy Fieri, so I can't pick him. Even yeah. though he's charismatic enough that he earns a spot, mm-hmm. he could be one, but he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Gordon Ramsay. He could be on there, but he is not. I think I would have to go with Robert Irvine, and I don't know if anybody really? knows who that is. Yeah, he just is like, he's like this muscly dude. He, but it's like from the neck down, he's a gym bro. And from the head up, he's, he's like your uncle. And like <laughs> It's a very weird combo. And he just has this accent. His recipes are good. And he has this show, what is it, like Restaurant Impossible or whatever, where he tries to help failing restaurants. And he does that thing where it's like tough love. And then he's like the nice dad, like tough love and the nice dad. He just is like a cool guy. And he's besties with Guy Fieri. They were like in each other's weddings or whatever. So like if Guy can't be my my Mighty Morphin Power Chef Daddy, then Robert yeah. Irvine could be my Mighty Morphin Power Chef Daddy. Or there's this sexy guy that makes sandwiches, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not helpful <laughs> because I can't just Google sexy guy who makes sandwiches. <laughs> no, you, you'd probably get some pretty good uh, You know what, I'm going to do results. it. And there you so go. So who is your Mighty Morphin Power Chef? So... He wasn't known as, I mean, he was always, he was a chef, but he wasn't known as a chef later on. It has to be Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. <gasps> that guy is incredible. Anthony Bourdain. Always has my heart. R.I.P. I know, for R.I.P., sure. Man. Like, he, he didn't make me love food, but he transformed the way that I saw food mm. and, and saw traveling um, and, and ex, you know, ex- exploring other cultures through their, through their food, which is in many cultures, their love language. Food is a love language. And especially as someone who comes from Iran, he did an episode in Iran. And I think we watched that. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. Persian person I know who's, who's seen it has shared it with everyone in their, in their circle because a, we are so proud. We are so proud that the great, the late and the, the great Anthony Bourdain, you know, cared enough to visit Iran. But the fact that he loved it so mm-hmm. much and that he really saw um, the heart of what is in Persian cuisine, just like he saw what was in the heart of uh, cuisine all around the world. Just mm-hmm. I love that. You can't find his name. You can't I, find I, his I name. I did can't okay. find his name. Would you believe it? I fa- I'm giving you, I'm going to bequeath my other sexy chef person to you. And I'm now realizing he's not that sexy. <laughs> <laughs> whatever but his name he makes really good sandwiches his name is uh, uh shoot what's his name <laughs> and there's his his face is here and he's holding a little like bow sandwich what the I'll fuck show you guys. look at him oh my gosh he, i know who that is yeah what's his name it, it's uh he's the sandwich king what's his name it's Oh, no, that's the semen cookbook. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. His name is the Sandwich King. If you're curious, look it up. He makes good sandwiches. That's all I know. I got my chef name. Oh, yeah. Who is it? Jeffrey Zakarian. (gasps) Jeezy. He's He's awesome. He's sexy. He's a handsome dude. He's just like very well kept, well dressed. Mm -hmm. And he knows food. He does. Mm -hmm. He has a very good cookbook, actually, that's great for beginners. It's called, I think, Pantry Essentials. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's basic cooking with easy items, and the recipes are all amazing. Yeah. The old guy? Silver Fox? Yeah, Silver Fox. Old guy. I don't know, bro. Dude, the guy's good with his hands. He juliennes all day. Imagine what he does at night when he's not julienning. 
He's you know, probably still Julianning. <laughs> Her name is just Julianne. <laughs> That's not his wife's name. I think it might be Julianne. Is this shut the I fuck s- up? I'm, look shut it up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hold on, up. hold on, hold on, hold on. I could be wrong. Hold on, I'm checking. I see a I'm picture checking. of them. Margaret. 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 Yeah, way off. Wow, that's way off. That was almost really awesome. I know, it would have been. Either way, this whole episode's been awesome. Yeah. So. Thank you so much for joining us, Neil. Thank you for having me. I think we learned a lot, and we hope you guys did, too. Um, We want to hear from you and see all of your great culinary feats. And your not-so-good ones, And your, especially not your not-so-good ones. Um, If you check out that uh, cookbook, the semen cookbook, we don't want photos, but tell us how it was. (laughs) Email us at twosaltybroads at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at twosaltybroads. I'm Sapita. And I'm Lindsay. Thanks for listening. And remember, stay Stay salty. salty.